Welcome to the Anti Football Podcast. My name is Chris. As always, I am joined by Harry, and it's actually gotten a little bit cooler today. You, you know, we it's not we're not all fucking dying for one. Yeah, finally. Yeah, I mean, it's been absolutely fucking ridiculous, hasn't it? Like, the, it's not meant to be this warm. I mean, now it's fine, but like you know, it's not meant to be pissing. You know. Like over thirty degrees. Like that's just that's daft. What what temperature is it for you now? But for us now, well, for, yeah. for me now it's fine. Uh, yeah, what temperature is it? Uh, it's, I'm currently at twenty. Are you sir? Yeah, same. twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not too bad now. Just needed a bit of thunder and a bit of rain. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, last night it was fucking thundering and lightning up here. We didn't get much rain though, but it was, it was like lightning. What about you? Did you get out? Uh, we got rain in the morning and thunder, but after uh, that, it's all fine. We'll probably get some rain then a bit. I mean, it's looking like it's gonna fucking like downpour. It's fucking black outside, honestly. What? Like sky. Gloomy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more the fucking mills, <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, right. Um. Last week we did the first, the top half of the Premier League table, reviewed all the season, and this week we're going to be doing the bottom half of the Premier League table. So we'll start off with Southampton. Uh, Harry, what did you think of Southampton's season as a whole? Very much a tale of two halves. Um, it had to take an absolute walloping from Leicester for them to really turn the tide. Hmm. Um. I think that's down to Hassan Hootall. After they lost 9-0, he completely changed the team, got rid of Gunn, got rid of that their shoddy defence. Ings stepped up big time. Mm. I don't know, it was just that kick up the arse and that complete embarrassment to pull them out of the potential relegation to push them for Europe, which is insane. Yeah, um... It it was a massive turnaround. I mean, you know, um, I think especially the um, change of formation as well. I mean, they started off the season sort of with a three four three sort of thing, uh, trying to fit Redmond, Adams, and Ings all up front. Uh, I don't really think that suited um, Southampton. I feel like the four four two under Hassan Hootel with the you know the intense pressure. I feel like that's worked out really well for them. The, changing system um and yet you know you had people like james ward prowse as well you know filling in at right back but he's had a brilliant season you know um redmond i feel like he was you know right in the second half of the season i feel like he was still pretty good uh obviously alex mccarthy you know he's on the fringes of the england squad maybe i mean we have we have got quite a few english goalkeepers that are on the fringes um i'd pick his teammate over him Fraser Forster. Fraser Forster, yeah. be interesting to see what happens next season, who will be the number one. Because, um, you know, you'd you'd say out of the two, Fraser is probably the better keeper. But it would be really harsh to drop McCarthy after he basically saved their asses. Well, yeah, him and Ings. Yeah. Him and, yeah, obviously got the main man up front, Danny Ings. You know, um, like, what a season he's had, honestly. Um, you know, 22 goals, like it was one goal shy of the golden boot, you know, um, and he's really, really stepped into his own, Danny Ings. Um, 
you know, first half of the season, it was a little bit quiet, um, but he really stepped up in a big way. And you can't help but think, you know, if he was in a better team, you know, you, you're seeing Jamie Vardy scoring 23 with Leicester, uh, Aubameyang scoring 22 with Arsenal, you know, um, Jimenez scoring 17 with Wolves, um, you know, Aguero got how many? Um, you know, you can't help but think if he was in a better team, how many goals he could have scored. You know, if I, I genuinely do believe that Ings would start for Liverpool. Um, he's just such a clinical finisher. Um, and I just feel bad that the Euros aren't happening this season because I feel like with Vardy retired from international football, I feel like Ings would definitely have a major shout of starting for England this summer had the tournament gone on. Mm. I think Danny Ings would have been the first player to not be in a side that qualified for Europe winning the Golden Boot since Kevin Phillips. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like Southampton, you know, they're on the up. Um, I feel like next season, depending on some of the signings they make, they could have a really good season, you know, pushing top half, um, you know, potentially being where, you know, like Sheffield United are. Um but they've got to be able to build the team around Danny Ings because, you know, Southampton, you know, they they scored 51 goals this season and 22 of them came from Danny Ings. You know what I mean? Without Danny Ings, you know, they'd probably be around, you know, where Palace are or Brighton are, you know, and that's being generous probably. Danny Ings has probably earned them 10 points on his own. So, yeah, um, they've just got to try and build the team around them. They've got a good you know, core of three or four players, you know. They've got, um, you know, the likes of Danny Ings, the likes of McCarthy, the likes of James Ward-Prowse. Um, I'm a fan of Jack Stevens at the back as well. Um, you know. You've also made two signings now. Well, I saw the signed Kyle Walker-Peters. Who was the other one? Uh, Salisu from... Uh... Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, have, have you seen much of him this season? Yeah, he's good. Uh, lanky defender. Mm. Thing is, when when you come from a side like Valladolid, it's kind of hard to sort of measure how good the defending is because um, they concede a lot anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you think he could be a potential um, Vestergaard replacement? I mean, just going off of what you said there, he's very lanky. Um, I don't know how tall he is, but obviously Vestergaard... Well, I consider um, Lanky to be 6'3 plus. Yeah, um, so he's 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 tall. Um, yeah. Um, so you know, would you consider him to be a potential Vestergaard replacement because he's not? You know, he's yeah, definitely prone to a mistake. Is Vestergaard? Yeah, I don't rate Vestergaard. I, I'd have him. Him, I'd have Salisu and Stevens at the back with Carl Walker Peters and who's their left back? Ram Bertrand. Oh yeah, uh, I like Bertrand. Yeah, I mean. You know, he's not as good as he was, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, but, yeah, you know, when he was in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, considering where Southampton are as a club, you know, it's fine for where they are. Um, I feel like they definitely need a new midfielder as well, though, now that um, Hoiberg has gone to Spurs. Well, they want to get rid of uh, Lamina as well. Mm. But he yeah, was wasn't, on he, wasn't he out on loan this season? Yeah, Lamina. that's right, he was. Yeah. I want to say Palmer, who's out and all that. Yeah, I just said it was Galatasaray. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> well I was wrong then. Um, I, I thought you said that's right. Um, no. No, um, but, 
yeah, I feel like Hoiberg, he, he's a good player, but you know, I don't think he was crucial for Southampton this season. You know, I'd say James Ward-Prowse is probably more crucial. Um, I feel like, you know, they've probably got a bit short-changed, um, considering the deal was only about, what was it, like 10 million plus Carl Walker-Peters did it eventually turn out to be. Was that, I thought it was 3 million. Yeah, um, well, you know, either way, they've probably, yeah. you know, I think Spurs have had the pants down there, either way. Um, but I definitely think a midfielder um, to play alongside James Ward-Prowse would be um, good. But, you know, they have a good side, the Southampton. When you look at the final day, the team that beat Sheffield United 3-1, um, you know, with the addition of Salisu, um they're also yeah. linked with another player today. Oh, isn't it um, Weston McKinney? Is that what? No. Well, I saw they're going to make a record um, bid for um, Martin Hinteregger for $23 million. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm hard about Weston McKinney, but that'd be, he'd be a really good fit for some. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, um, you know. Oh, is it Hertha Berlin's front runners for him? Who, for Hinteregger or McKinney? For McKinney. Ah, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how reliable the McKinney links were, um, but, you know, that would have been a really good signing. Uh, and Hinteregger, you know, again, it would be a really good signing. I feel like um, under Hasenhutl, he sort of has that um, German style, you know, coming from RB Leipzig. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, you know, they do sort of have a sort of gig and pressing 4-4-2 style. So that would be, you know, it'd be a really good addition to that Southampton side. Because I feel like that, the first half of the season, they didn't really have much of an identity, you know, that, you know, they, they didn't have a style of play. Whereas, you know, after that 9-0 loss, um, Hassan Hootel basically said, right, back to basics, this is what we've got to do. And this is how we achieve it, by doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really improved the side just by stamping his authority onto it. And I mean, we saw that when they beat Leicester away, um, you yeah. know, just to show the complete night and day between the first half and the second half of the season. Um and I feel like a top half finish next season with the right signings, you know, that's definitely attainable for Southampton. I mean, obviously, other sides around them are going to be improving, you'd think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not out of the question, a top half finish for Southampton. I'm glad to see that the board's backing Hassan Hootel with this record bid and the few signings that they've made already. Because mm. he does deserve it with the, the way he turned around the team with such limited ability and, you know, sort of players he can bring in. Because that academy isn't good enough to rely on anymore. It's no, it's, it's, not, it's not producing players in the same way that it was three or four years ago. No. You know, and the days of picking up bargains, you know, the, you know, the likes of Wanyama, the likes of, um, you know, Van Dijk, people like that. You know, the days of picking up bargains and being able to sell them on for 10 times the price, they're gone, essentially. Well, you know, they're taking that Salisu to be a kind of Pochettino-esque signing when he was at Saints. Mm. So I, I, he's considered a bargain by sort of people who are in, like really into the Spanish league. Well, no, I'm not saying you can't get bargains, but I'm saying, you know... The days of, you know, Southampton's main source of income was buying players and then selling them for five or six times yeah. the price. You know, um, so, and any player who has the potential to be worth, you know, 50, 60 million, you know, 
what by the time they're 18 and 19 they're already you know worth 20 million nowadays you know the days of signing those types of players for three or four million they're gone i'm not saying bargains don't exist and obviously you know you should be getting bargains wherever wherever you can um but you know the days of you know picking up bargains and selling for five times the price they're gone um so yeah it's a good job that the board are backing tassen um and they're actually trying to improve that first team um and yeah i feel like southampton are definitely on the up um you know it it wasn't last season, but the season before, you know, when when they finished seventeenth, you know, on goal difference. So you know, the turnaround from them, it's been really good. Mm. Props to Hassan who on that. Mm. Yeah, they build a team around Ings. If if they're going, if they want to push for Europe, that's the key. Mm. Yeah, because in Danny Ings, you've got a striker that you know plays for most teams in the league. You know, um, and I, I feel like, you know, if you've got a player of that quality, you know, and I don't think he'll leave, you know, you've got to, you know, accommodate around him the best you can. Um, you know. I say um, there's like four teams, maybe five teams you don't get in. Go on, who's that? Well, I'd say Chelsea because we've got Werner. Um, Man City because they've got Aguero. Leicester because they've got Vardy. Arsenal because they got Aubameyang and Spurs because they got Kane. Well, Aubameyang, you know, he plays out wide to accommodate Lacazette most of the time. So Ings would probably get in ahead of Lacazette, you'd say. Oh, yeah, he's, he's shy. Yeah. He's not shy, yeah. he's just under... Yeah. Um, and Leicester have sort of transformed into a two-striker system. They're sort of playing like a 4-4-2 diamond. So surely Ings would get in ahead of Ian Acho. Oh, yeah. So that's just Chelsea, Spurs, and Man City. Mm. Yeah, I think, do you think Liverpool will go for a new striker? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think Liverpool will look to improve that first team. I, I feel like you know, with the clear outs of the likes of Wilson, uh, Shakiri, Origi, I feel like they might go in for a new striker. But I don't. I feel like they'll be going for squad players, and I feel like Ings would know that if he went back to, to Liverpool, he would probably be a squad player. He's good mm. enough to start. But he would probably be a squad player, and I feel like Ings would know that. Yeah. Um, sticking on Merseyside, um, we'll go to Everton. Um, again, just like Southampton, you know, season of two halves. I mean, going into January, they were in the relegation zone. You know, under Marco Silva, um, you know, they they'd built a really good team, but you know, I, I don't know what was up with Marco Silva. Like, you know, because I feel like it was summed up perfectly when we played them at Turf Moor, you know, in terms of the individual quality of the players, you could see, you know, the, you know, you could see the quality of the players was shining through, but, you know, it was the tactics that didn't, because the zonal marked at a corner, leaving Jeff Hendrick unmarked, and that led us to win the game. You know, good players can only do so much with the tactics that they're given. Um, and I feel like under Silver, you know, they they were in da- they were in genuine danger of going down, um, but Ancelotti came in. You know, surprisingly, I don't know how Everton managed to get pull that off. Um, but Ancelotti's coming and he's just transformed that Everton team again. You know, I feel like ne- next season um, they could be pushing. You know, they could be pushing on. They really should be pushing on. But how many times have we said that about an Everton? Mm. 
it's that board they just keep buying players for way over the price and they just don't land yeah like I, yeah. I don't know what's up with them no i mean it's just it's just so poor like you you look at last season's signings from everton you know alexi warby 30 million pounds what has he done this you know um you know moise Keane. you know he's been a very you know established third choice you know, it was he came in to score because he was looking so promising at Juventus. He's come in, he's done fuck all. You know, um, you look at Embarmin has been unlucky with injuries. Gomez was unlucky with injuries. Fabian Delph, you know, I haven't been impressed by him. You know, Sidibe has looked good when he's played, but he was only on loan. Um, and then you got Lossel, who they brought in on a free and got rid of him. You know, on a free. So, you know. It's it's just you know the it's just not not good enough recruitment, especially when you're selling players like Idris Gay, you know, to PSG. So he's obviously got somewhat about him, and you just don't replace him. Uh, they got they got Delph, I guess. And well, did, yeah, but Delph buy- is nowhere near an Idris Gay quality mm-hmm. player. Didn't they buy Gomez? Uh, I, well, he was there last season, wasn't he? Yeah, that was alone. Ah, oh, right. Did did they buy him? Uh, well, I think so. Yeah. I think they thought he was going to be the guy. Mm. Well, he's a sort of different player. So yeah. Just, yeah, isn't he? But they had Gabamin as well, but he was riddled with injury. Yeah, he's been unlucky, um, Bamin. I mean, whenever whenever he's played, he's looked good, to be fair, but, you know, he hasn't played all that often. Mm. It just doesn't, I, I don't know, just a very weird team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they should be pushing on. 100% they should be pushing on. Um. And I mean, they're just not. How much did they sign um, Morgan Shyland? Oh, like, he, he was what? 25 million, I think. Yeah, they got rid of him to Nice for 2 million. Mm. Well, yeah, it's just awful is... recruitment. Awful. They released uh, Niasse, who was good in the games that he played for. Mm. Uh, uh, really? Would you say that? I mean, well, you said I, I, I've never been impressed. Aside me. from Lukaku. You what? He was probably their best striker after Lukaku. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know. I wouldn't consider Richarlison or uh, Calvert-Lewin as strikers. You even wouldn't consider Calvert-Lewin as a striker? No, I consider him more of a right winger. Really? Yeah. Mm, well, all right, fair enough. I mean, but but they're playing up front. They're playing up front together. I know. But they're doing really like, well. So. Yeah. yeah, I guess. It's not like they need to sign a striker, is it? It's just that midfield. You know, I feel like under Ancelotti, the defence has improved massively, you know. And up front, they've got Richardson and Calvert-Lewin who have a great partnership. And they've got Moyes Keane on the bench who, you know, he's not impressed, especially for the fee that they paid. But if he came on, he'd do a job. Um, it's just that midfield. You know, the, it's just so poor. You know, when you're relying on people like Gilfie Sigurdsson, you know, he's got one good goal in him a season, right? He doesn't offer anything else. Like, well, I read they're um, linked with uh, James Rodriguez, but that could be complete BS. Yeah, no, no chance that they'd be able to afford his wages. You know, how much will James be on? He'll be on three hundred grand a week, you'd think. Would he take a wage cut? Well, and they want well, to sign Jeff. A wage cut, but you know, you'd think if he went to Everton, he'd have to take, you know, a 
bigger than 50% wage cut, which, you know, I don't think he would do. They want to sign uh, Nikola Maximovic, who was, who's at um, Napoli. So that's the centre-back they're looking at. Mm. And they want to sign a player that United are after called uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Oh, yeah, and Arsenal after him as well. Yeah, there's a lot of clubs after him. Yeah. Probably yeah. favour them. Um, for, I mean, I, I have had a look at that Gabriel kid, um, you know, because there's a lot of Premier League clubs after him. Um, he looks quite raw. You know, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like the finished article yet. I feel like if he came into a club, he'd need to be, especially in the Premier League, he'd need to be alongside, you know, an established Premier League centre-back. Mina, um, okay. uh, well, I, I, I mean, I mean I, I'm a big fan of Michael Keane, personally. Yes. Um, you know, he was great for Burnley. Um, and, you know, he's, he's done all right at Everton. Uh, you know, he, he does have a couple hours in him, um, and he he hasn't looked as good as he did at Burnley. He's, he's looked quite a bit slower, so a bit more sluggish than he did, uh, not as mobile basically. Um, but I I do like him. Um, Jerry Mina as well on his days on top form. I mean, I know he's been unlucky with injuries, but on his day he's a really good player. Um, and you have got Mason Holgate as well. Um, who, I don't think it's gonna be their starting pair. I think it'll be John Joe Kenny. He'll be back. Well, Mason Holgate's more of a centre-half, Yeah, He was a right-back, but he sort of morphed into a centre-half. Oh. No um, way is Everton linked with Thomas Lamar. Yeah. No. I would be shocked if that happened. I mean, Lamar has had an awful season out at Atletico. Yeah. Um, didn't score a goal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a lot of Atletico's signings have been poor. Um, you know. Uh, Jao Felix being the seventh most expensive player of all time. Yeah, but if you listen goals. to all the people who only watch the Champions League, he's one of the best teenagers in the world. Yeah. The teenager. I mean, the quality is there. I mean, you can see it, you know. Um, you know the way feel... the way he dribbles, he keeps the ball close to himself. You know, it, it, there's definitely a player in there. Um, but, you yeah, know, he's spend... on the ball, but that's not how Atleti play. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, considering he spent you spent over hundred million on him, you know he should be able to fit any system. Like nine goals in all competitions. Yeah, like that is pull. Three assists. Yeah, um, and Lamar as well hasn't worked out. I mean, he was about like sixty million, wasn't he, Lamar? Yeah, from Monaco, I believe. Yeah, and he's just been poor. I don't think he's had a single goal or assist. Um. The best sign has probably been Trippier, to be honest with you. From what I've heard, he's been excellent out there. Yeah, on a free. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a pair. Uh, I, I feel uh, like he wasn't on a free. I think he was like 10 million or something like that. But it wasn't expensive. Oh, right. Why is the next top result Tesco Bank? <laughs> 20 million, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh. But he's been good for him, Trippier. Yeah. It was on a free for some reason. Anyway, who are we talking about again? Everton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like with Everton... I just... I don't think... If this is... Uh, I don't think it's um, Ancelotti who has a say in these players. Oh, no. Um, well, you know, you've, you've seen the difference when Ancelotti's come in. He can definitely coach the players at least a lot better than Marco Silva did. Um but it's just the scouting team, you know, because it, it's not just a problem that we've seen from, you know, one or two managers. You know, it's been a consistent problem uh, for Everton for a number of years now. 
that they've just not recruited well at all. No, not since Lukaku. They haven't replaced Lukaku when he left. Richarlison mm. was a good signing, but I felt they overpaid. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Ancelotti saying Richarlison's target for next season is 30 goals. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, no Premier League player this season got close to 30 goals. Like, Not even in all competitions? Uh, well, I don't know in all competitions. Um, but Everton that. aren't in Europe, so, no. you know. No, he's not. So you'd, cause he, you'd think, you know, if we take away five goals um, for cup games, you know, that's 25 league goals he wants him to score, you know, and that would make him top scorer this season. Like, you know, he's just, no, <laughs> no chance. He's only got 15 goals in um, for club and country. Mm. Yeah, that. I, I thing is, I like Richarlison. I do like him. I think he's a good player and he's got a good partnership with Calvert-Lewin up front. Uh, I feel like as a front two, they are a really good pairing. But, you know, you're just setting unrealistic targets saying 30 million, you know, at 30 goals. And, you know, paying 50 million for him, I don't think he's worth that. Uh, he is a good player, you know. Um, but when you hear reports of them turning down 80, 90 million pound bids from Barcelona, you know, you don't know how much of that is paper talk. But, you know, if it's true, then that's ridiculous. 100% paper talk. It probably is paper Um But, you know, still, the stuff that we do know is true, that's just, you know, ridiculous. Uh, I don't think he'll be leaving to go anywhere. I think he's happier. Um, I think he's happier Everton because he wanted uh, Neymar to join, but obviously it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Uh, no, I, I can't see him leaving either. Um... Anything else you want to say on Everton? Or will we move on to Newcastle? Moise Keane. All right. What about Moise Keane, do you want to say? I'm very disappointed. I was a big fan of him at Juve. I thought he was really unfairly treated by the fans, his teammates and his manager. I thought he's going to get a new start in the Premier League. And it just didn't happen. Mm, yeah. Um, I feel like ever since you know Duncan Ferguson gave him like 20 minutes, you know, he brought him on and then took him straight off again. Like, I feel like ever since then, his confidence has just been shot. Like, mm, well, hopefully he can sort out next season. Yeah. Get shooting boots on, mate. Aye. Because um, he's definitely not a starter for him anymore, so he's got to try to force his way into that team. Yeah, he's, doing, he's got to make good on the limited chances he's going to get mm. if he wants to, you know, play football regularly. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right, well, um, we're going to move on to Newcastle then. Um, what did you make of Newcastle season, Harry? Uh, it's hard to pinpoint whether it was good or bad. Well, I think for, for the squad that Newcastle had, you know, considering that many people, you know, were tipping them for relegation, you know, finishing bottom this season... I feel, I feel like they've had a good season, you know. Um, I mean, you know, Steve Bruce has come in. He's gotten a lot of stick from, you know, opposition fans and Newcastle. Um, but, you know, I think he's done he's done a decent job. I mean, you know, you look at Newcastle last season, they got 45 points, you know, and Bruce has got 44 points this season. I mean, you know, and Steve Bruce is nowhere near as good a manager as Rafa Benitez. Let's get that straight. Um, you know, 
and you're taking out how many goals in Rondon, you know. So, you know, I I don't think they've had a bad season at all. Um, I feel like Bruce has got a lot of unnecessary stick. Um, and I feel like, you know, they've done well to stay up. The only issue is, are they going to build on it? You know, we don't know what's happening with the whole salary takeover thing. We don't know if it does happen. Will Mike Ashley finally, you know, spend a bit of money? I mean, last season they did spend £60 million on two players, to be fair. Um, and one of them's been good and one of them's been bad. Um, so I can understand why he would be hesitant to spend money, Ashley. Um, but you got to think, will they invest and build on this next season? Because if not, they could easily fall down to, you know, relegation trouble. Uh, I don't think that Saudi deal is going to happen because for whatever reason, whenever a um, takeover is set to happen, they put it down to a vote and all of the top six were against it, funny enough. They put it down uh, to a vote? Huh? They put it down to a vote? Yeah, so you put it down to a vote and so every, it's like a representative of every, of each um, Premier League side and they say uh, do you approve of this yes or no and I think there were 10 clubs that said no and I think that's wrong and then the PL have like the big the, the bigger majority thing of the vote and they said no as well oh, right well I mean yeah I can understand the, if the Premier League said no then fair enough but I, I don't understand why other clubs should have a say because yeah, of course no, they're no, going to no. say you know why would they say yes to it <laughs> I, I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's wrong. That I, I had no idea that other clubs got to vote on it. I remember um, when Rangers went into administration. I feel like I, I remember the other clubs got to vote on whether Rangers get sent down all the divisions. Yeah, and that's yeah. how they, they decided it. I mean, of course they're going to say yes. Why would they say no? Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, such a broken system. Yeah. Uh, um. But the one player, the star. For Newcastle this season, um, came... John Joe Shelby. Yes, John Joe Shelby. Um, well, you know, he's actually been good this season. Um, to be fair, I do like him, but he is quite lazy at times. To be fair, um, but the person who I was referring to anyway was the twenty million pound Frenchman who came in this summer, uh, Alan Saint Maximin. Um, he's been, you know, he's been a bit unlucky because um, he hasn't featured probably as much as he'd like to in his first season. Um, but, you know, he's definitely an electrifying player and he's definitely Newcastle's biggest attacking threat. Don't you agree? Well, their top scorer in all competitions was Miguel Almiron. Mm. Which is... Cause I don't think he got a single goal last season. I think he got one, didn't he? If I remember oh. rightly. Okay. Well, it's still not a great return. 39 games, 8 goals. No. Yeah, they're definitely lacking goals, this Newcastle team. And I mean, considering you spend £40 million on a striker, you shouldn't be lacking goals. Do you know how many goals he got in all competitions? Joel Linton, um, I know he got two in the Premier League. Yep. Uh, so, did he get three in all competitions? He got two in the FA Cup, so four in ah, 41 right. games. Yeah. So, one in ten, that is. <laughs> you know, that, you know. Almiron has around one and five. Yeah. I mean, you know, you think, finally, Mike Ashley is actually going to spend some money. You know, you'd think the scouting team would 
pick out a player that's going to score more than one in ten. You know, and I mean, what were they thinking? Joe Linton was never going to fit into a Steve Bruce team. But never. Like he plays five four one or four five one. Like Joe, that that system would not suit Joe Linton. He can't play. Yeah. Because they saw he scored, he scored seven goals and twenty-eight, which again doesn't add up to forty million from the Bundesliga mm. from Hoffenheim. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he was sort of similar to a Firmino type at Hoffenheim. He was like sort of playing as a false nine, sort of. But you know, Bruce don't play with a false nine. Like, you know, taking out the goals that Rondon brought to that team. And replacing them with Dwight Gale, who's come back on loan, and you know I have no idea how much he scored, but what it can't have been many. I think he got four in the league. Um, and replacing him with Joel Linton, who got two in the league. Like that's you know that's that's not good enough. You know the top scorer is John Joe Shelby with six. How many did you think Dwight Gale got? You get four in the league. Two. Yeah. Yep. Yoshinori yeah. Muto got one in the league cup. <laughs> Um, it's a, it's really bad when Fabian Scheer has as many goals as the striker. Yeah, it's too. Yeah, you know, I feel like the defense is fine for Newcastle. You know, they've got a good goalkeeper in Dubravka, um, and they've got some really good centre halves in Scheer, Lascelles, um, Federico Fernandez. Um, they've got you know they're going to have to bring in a left back because both Wilhelm's and Rose are leaving. Um, because they were on loan. And Lazaro was only on loan as well, I believe. So they've got to bring in some full-backs. Um, but the main thing is just goals. They need goals. Doesn't Didn't Paul Dummett come in? He's not Premier League quite. No. I mean, he sort of played as more of a, um, a centre-half in a three as Paul Dummett mainly. He sort of transitioned into a centre-half because, you know, he's lost the majority of his pace. You know, so he can't really be a modern full-back nowadays. How? He's only 28. Yeah, but, you know, he's, I, I don't know how. He's just lost his pace. Well, he, he never had much pace to begin with. No. Let's see if there's any lads in the academy. Mm. And Matty Longstaff's leaving as well. Oh, where's he going? Uh, I believe it's Udinese offering him a contract. Um, yeah, because he wanted more than a 1000 a week, which was what Newcastle were offering him. <laughs> okay. And I mean, when... When Udinese are offering you, you know, 20, 30 grand a week, you're obviously going to take that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, even their academy's shit. Mm. Just no one to call up. Mike Ashley needs to sell. I, I think, obviously, Newcastle's a big club, but he probably turned it over a massive profit and he just probably doesn't see the point in selling it if, unless someone comes in with. I think the Saudis were willing to pay three hundred million. Mm. They'll collapse. Yeah. What about that um, Roma owner? Well, the American. Yeah, wasn't he interested in Newcastle as well? I believe he's bought it now. What Newcastle? No, no, he's the Roma. Are you... Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Rumors were that he was going to buy Newcastle as well. His name's Dan Friedkin. Well, he just spent five hundred million on Roma. That, that's. Dan... Why? Oh, this. Oh, so the the guy who sold um Roma, he's wanting to buy Newcastle. All oh, right. The the deal Sorry. was five hundred and ninety one million euros. 
wild. They're both American, so... Mm. Yeah, that's why I got them mixed up. They all look the same. Um, but, yeah, um, they've got a lot of players going back to their clubs on loan to Newcastle. I mean, they've got Willems, they've got Lazaro, um, they've got Rose going back, they've got Bentaleb going back. Um, so they're going to have to replace those players, uh, whether it's bringing them in permanently or bringing in um, someone else. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Newcastle, you know, they need goals as well. So they could be in trouble if they don't recruit well. Um, and, you know, with Mike Ashley at the helm, you never know whether they will or not. Well, since that guy has got 591 euros in his bank, um, you'd hope, as a Newcastle fan, that he goes and buys Newcastle, but it's probably going to be paper talk, or Ashley's going to hold out for an astronomical fee. Mm. Or the Premier League are just going to say no again and put it down to a vote. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wrong. If that if that's how they do it, it's wrong. Um, well, it's not as bad as the EFL who just go, oh, oh yeah, God. And go there, and the owners have a very bad track record. Mm, yeah, I mean, over Macclesfield recently. Yeah, and Charlton as well. Oh, know? it's good over Charlton. Yeah, have they got a point deduction then? Um. I'm not sure. I know Sheffield Wednesday have a points reduction next season. Yeah, minus 12. Yeah, I mean, you know. How many clubs do they have to see get fucked before, you know, something gets done, honestly? It's... They fucked over Berry, Bolton, Wigan, Macclesfield. Charlton, Wednesday. Wow. Honestly, yeah. it's just, it's, it's fucking That's horrible. recent men- memory. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, hopefully, the Championship can sort something out where they break away, like the Premier League did, because you'd think the EFL would die then. Um, you know, the Championship is 90, like 92% of all EFL profits. So if they broke away, you'd think the Football League would be dead. Um, and yeah, it's just horrible. Um, but yeah, um, we'll move on to Palace. Um, Palace, you know. They had an awful end to the season, didn't they? I mean, they got one point out of the last eight games. Like, if that form carries over to next season, especially with Zaha looking almost certainly on his way out, like, they're going to be in trouble. Well, looking at his final eight, only two of those teams, well, three of those teams, you'd, ex- you'd expect a point out of, at least. I mean, they had Wolves, Palace, uh, Villa, uh, Wolves... Man United, Villa, Chelsea, Leicester, Burnley and Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, they are a tough run of games, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, still, like, they only scored two goals Yeah, in, in that run as well. Like, yeah, against us. Yeah, yeah, that's just... It's, it's, not, it's not good. Like, And they've got to be careful that that form doesn't carry over. Um, I feel like Wilfred Zaha is almost certainly gone. Um, so they've got to pick up a replacement. I mean, Jordan Ayew up front has been good for him this season. Um, you know, and Andros Townsend is fine for where they are. Uh, but, you know, they could do with another winger or another forward, depending on the system that they choose to go forward with. Um, and yet they've got the oldest average squad in the Premier League as well of Palace. I feel like the average age is like, 
29.5, I think I've read. Um, yes. So they've definitely got to try and bring that down in the transfer market. 29.3, apparently. That was it, yeah. The youngest it sort of reflects the manager as well. Huh? It sort of reflects the manager as well, Hodgson. Yeah. You know, he's older than the Santiago Bernabal, is Roy Hodgson. Have <laughs> a Oh, wait. Highest average age starting lineup was 31. Ah, right, that was it. Jeez. Um, you know, they've definitely got to try and bring that average down. I mean, they've got players like, you know, um, Scott Dan and Gary Cahill and, you know, James MacArthur and James McCarthy. And, wait, you know, no, there's nothing wrong with Scott Dan or Cahill. No, there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with, with them. Either. Just get rid of players like um, Martin Kelly and uh, MacArthur, definitely. McCarthy, well, Andrew Townsend, get rid of Ben Teke. You're saying there's nothing wrong with you know Dan and Cahill, but Dan and Cahill both 34. You know you can't be in a position where you know one of them, maybe both of them, completely lose it halfway through a season. Because then what you do, you're knackered. So you know they, they signed um, Nathan Ferguson from West Brom, didn't they? Mm, yeah, um, so... and he'll be a good signing, Will Ferguson. Um, but he's got to be the first of many. Um, yeah. You'd think with Zaha going, you'd think they'd get probably, you know, 30, 40, maybe even 50 million at a push for him. So they've got to try and invest that into some young blood to go alongside the ageing team. Do you think they'll sign Jordan Ayew online because he was online from Swansea? Oh, yeah, I'm almost certain. I mean, you know, didn't he get 10 league goals for him, Jordan Ayew? You got nine goals, two assists. Yeah, nine goals, two assists. So for a, a team in the position where Palace are at the moment, you know, they're set to lose the star man. Um, got one point in the last eight games. Only scored three goals in the last eight games. You know, fourteenth um, in the table. Nine goals is a good return for a striker. Mm. So yeah, I definitely think they will re-sign Jordan Ayew. And I think they've got one of the best keepers outside the top six in Guaita. Him yeah. and Debrata. Yeah, Pope. I mean, you know, for the position that Palace mm. are, they're not going to get better than Guaita. How much do you think they can get for Zaha? Um, well, it all depends who comes in for him, really. Um, I can't see him going for more than £40 million, to be honest. But if, like, a proper big club comes in for him, uh, you know, a team with actual money, then I could see him going for 50. But I, but I don't think that'll happen. I think we'll probably get 40 at the most for him. Uh, are we trusting um, transfer marks rating, sort of mark value, sorry? Well, I don't, personally. I feel like well, they, more they often than put, not, they're way off. Yeah, well, they put them at 39.6 million. Fucking hell. Like, and that's transfer mark. Like, you know, they put, like, Dwight McNeil at, like, 15 million. So, you know, that that's... So, realistically, they're saying he's worth, like, 60 or 70. Like, I think 40 million would probably be a fair price. Because, yes, he has had a poor season, but if you discount this season, he is still a really good player. Um, he obviously, quite clearly, down-tooled this season. Um, and if you put him into a team with some good players, some good creative players that would be able to provide for him, you know, I'm sure he would do well. Mm. 
Well, if they can get a 60 million, you can definitely get some good players with that. Well, you can get... With, yeah. with 60 million, you should be able to get three players with that. Three 20 million pound signings. So, well, how much do they get Nathan Ferguson for? Because if uh, they buy, like... Uh, I can't remember. But I know people like Ollie Watkins and Eberichi Eze, they're wanting about three. 15 or 20 million pounds then. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but how much is transfer marks? Well, Palace have said they want 20 million for Eze. Oh, okay. Uh, QPR, they've, sorry. Yeah, 8.1 million. 8. 1 million they've got mad. Yeah, you see, this yeah. is why I don't trust transfer marks. Because do you really think anybody could sign Eze for 8.1 million? No. Yeah, exactly. They, they want 20 for him. You know, top championship players will cost 15 to 20 million. Um, and, you know, for where Palace are, they could get three top championship players. You know, Ollie Watkins has a release clause of £18 million pounds for, with Brentford. You know, if they sold Zaha, Watkins would be a perfect replacement for him. Oh, yeah, Ollie Watkins. I think he's off anyway. Him and Ben Rama. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure about Ben Rama, to be honest with you. Um, he's definitely a good player and he's got some quality in him. But he does tend to go missing quite a lot. Uh, I feel like if it was a choice between Watkins and Ben Rama, I'd definitely choose Watkins over Ben. Um, Isn't Ben Rama a winger? Uh, well, Watkins can play out wide and up front, sort of like Zaha, um, whereas Ben Rama's more of a pure winger. He's, he's, he's rumoured to go... Watkins is rumoured to go to Villa. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good signing for Villa. I mean, we'll be getting on to them in a bit. I, I could see that, to be honest with you. Um... Yeah, I know he's been linked with West Ham as well as Watkins. I feel like he'd be a good sign for West Ham as well. Um, but yeah, um, have you got all to say on Palace? Or we'll move on? Just they, just they need to lower their age, but keep keep the likes of Milivojevic, mm. Guaita, Cahill, and Dan. Oh, and do annoy you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Loads are. Can do that. They'll be fine. You know, they just need to invest the Zaha money well. Um, and speaking of investing money, we'll go to, um, for some reason, they're Crystal Palace's rivals. I don't know why. Uh, I feel like it's because every London club already had a derby. So, you know, Palace just said, right, well, well we're rivals of Brighton then. I, that's just, um, you know. But we'll move on to Brighton. Um, finishing 15th, Managed to get over the 40-point threshold on the final day. Um, and it looks like they're investing in the squad, wasn't it, Harry? Yeah. Um, who is it they got? Well, they've brought in a couple of names. Uh, they brought in Veltman from Ajax for about 800k. Um, they brought in Adam Lana as well on a free transfer. It'll be really yeah, good for him. wage cut. Mm, yeah. I don't know um, what he was on at Liverpool. Probably 80k. I think he was on 100 grand at Liverpool, if I remember rightly. So you'd think he'd probably be on, you know, 60, 70k at Brighton. Um, they signed Ben White, didn't they? Well, he's back on loan, Ben White. He was on loan at Leeds last season. Um, oh. Yeah, um, it is looking more and more likely that he will be returning to, um, for £30 million. That's the price that Brighton are said to want. Um, and yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I think Brighton should probably sell. I mean, you know, for £30 million, you can bring in, you know, some quality with that. Um, and considering, you know, 
some of the defenders they have. You know, they've got Lewis Dunk, they've got Veltman, they've got um, Thingy Dan Byrne, you know, they've got Dale Stevens, you know, they've, they've got some quality in the back. Um, you know, um, Adam Webster as well, that's another name. Um, so, yeah, they've Harry got... Uh, yeah, Lamptey's more of a wing-back, isn't it? Oh, right, I was talking about your centre-backs. Yeah, I'm just talking about centre-halves. Um, so, yeah, um, they should probably sell for £30 million, to be honest with you. I mean, I know it's strengthening a rival, um, but for £30 million, you know, you can bring in a decent left-back and then you can put Dan Byrne back into the middle um, and you can bring in a forward to, you know, partner Mopin. You know, you, you can really invest with that thirty million. Quid. Don't they play a four-three-three? Um, well, they've changed quite a lot this yeah. season of Brighton. They've played with a four-three-three. They've played with a four-four-two. Um, I think they've even played with a three-five-two. Or um, mm, I think that suits them better. Actually, a three-five-two. Yeah. Um, especially with the amount of centre halves that they've got, I feel like that definitely does. Suit. Um, and yet Brighton. You know, I, I feel like next season, with the signings that they've made, uh, I mean, obviously it depends what teams around them do, but as it stands, I, I don't think they'll be in any danger next season. Um, I feel like with the likes of West Brom and Fulham, they're definitely going to be down there. Leeds are probably going to be down there, but it all depends on how they spend the money. Yeah, um, but I don't like the signings they've made. You what, sorry? I don't like the signings that Leeds have made. Well, I mean, we'll get on to Leeds in a bit. Um, but, you know, um, you think Villa would be down there as well. Um, Palace could potentially be down there. Newcastle could potentially be down there. Uh, and you look at all those clubs and you look at Brighton and you think, Brighton are probably going to be fine this season, you'd think. Um, I like Brighton. South Coast team. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I feel like Potter's yeah. Potter definitely done a lot better than I first expected. Um, I feel like Hewton was hard done by. Um, he did everything that was asked of him at Brighton. Uh, I mean, he even got him to a cup final, you know. Um, semi-final, wasn't it? You what? It was, it was a semi-final, because what... Yeah, it was a semi-final, you're right. Um, but I still do think that they did har- they were a bit harsh on Hewton. Um, okay. However, Potter's come in off the back of, you know, one good season at Swansea, let's be honest. And he wasn't even that good. Um you know, so they've obviously put a lot of faith into him, who's been unproven, um, and that faith has paid off. Um, they've been playing some good football, um, and they've managed to. Um, well, they've just looked a lot better side at the end of the day. Um, you know, defensively, they've not lost that that solidity that they had in the Houghton, um, and going forward, they look a lot more dangerous. I mean, the emergence of Aaron Connolly. This season, um, along with obviously bringing in Neil Morpé, um, they've been really good. Trossard, yeah, Trossard as well. That's another name. Um, I don't think we've seen the best of him to be honest with you. He's shown he's shown quality this season, um, but I feel like next season he he could really kick on and be a really good player. Mm-hmm. He's only young, isn't he? Yeah, he's 22, 22. Yeah, I mean the complete opposite of Palace. Brighton do have a pretty young squad, don't they? Um, Average age, average squad age of um twenty six point four. Yeah, so you know, yeah. um, and oh you twenty five. Yeah, and you you know you think the likes of Lallana and Veltman who they've just brought in that's going to increase it by quite a bit. Um, 
So, yeah, they've done well with a young squad of Brighton. And I feel like the likes of Luana and Veltman, they'll be sort of more mentoring um, the young players. Obviously, they'll be, you know, on the on the pitch, you know, they'll be good players, especially Lallana, he'll be a good signing. Um, but I feel like they'll be more off the pitch, uh, being able to help, you know, players in the same positions. I don't know, I feel like Lallana's injury prone. Mm. Well, you know, it all depends, because he hasn't been able to have a run of games at Liverpool. Um, you know, so he's not been able to build up his match sharpness. Um, you know, I feel like if he had a run of game, um, I feel like, you know, he could he could get back into the swing of things. It all depends. Um, but yeah, I think next season, to be honest with you, I think Brighton will be fine. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Just need to get some good recruitments. Mm. Well, I mean, they've started off well, uh, you know, spending 800k on Veltman and Lallana. You know, <laughs> you're not going to get much better you're not going to get much more quality for 800k than those two players. And, you know, if they sell Ben White for £30 million, then they've got a lot of money to play with. So, yeah. Why is it £30 million? Well, that's just the quote that Brighton are saying they want. What needs are willing to pay that? Apparently. I think they've had a rejected offer of 20 Um So, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we'll move on to West Ham. Um, yeah. I feel like another case of poor recruitment. Yeah, I feel like West Ham tried to spend beyond the means. Uh, they tried to run before they could walk. You know, bringing in Manuel Pellegrini. You know, um, I feel like he's a good manager if he has good players with him. You know, um, you know we saw it like Man City. You know, he can be a good manager. Um, but you know, you bring him into a club like West Ham, and he's not going to do well. You know, the the way that they were spending the money, the way that they brought in Pellegrini, you know, I think West Ham were thinking they'd be where Leicester are. You know, um, and obviously that was never going to happen, really? especially especially if you look at the squad. Um, so I feel like bringing in David Moyes, it was sort of a reality check, saying, "Look, this is where we are, lads. You know, we need to, you know." become more solid and that's what David Moyes has done I feel like he should get have the job next season um, because under David Moyes you know West Ham aren't going to be in any danger and if they recruit well um, then they could definitely you know they, they could push top half um, I mean you know bringing Suchek on a permanent um, that's a great start I mean he's probably been their best player all season to be honest with you and he only came in in January yeah yeah he said holding midfielder, but he's been a threat in the opposite box, which is weird. Mm, yeah. Um, well, I feel like when he's alongside, you know, Declan Rice, um, you know, that and Mark Noble as well, that gives him a lot more freedom to push forward, um, you know, sort of be like a box-to-box type. Um, because Rice is just going to sit in front of that back four 99% of the time. Um, and Noble usually just sticks near the centre circle, being able to spray passes across. So Suchek um, is a lot more direct to the midfielder, which is definitely what West Ham needed. They needed that little bit of energy in that midfield. Um, and Jared Bowen as well, you know, in January. Brilliant signing. Um, you know, he was probably the best player in the championship um, when he was playing for Hull City. I mean, we saw, you know, in January, Hull were eighth. You know, they sold... Bowen and they finished bottom like you know that's the influence that Bowen had on that side um, and he's come in and he's done really well for West Ham 
Um, and I feel like if they can build the team around these few players, you know, Mikel Antonio as well, you know, he's very raw. He's got a lot of pace on him. He's got a lot of power. Um, but his end product just isn't good. He, he's fluffed quite a few chances. Um, top scorer after quarantine. Yeah, but four of those were against, like, in one game. Like, yeah. Did it? Did you? Did the a Chelsea player score four against them? Did a Burnley player score four against? Them? No, but you know, you've got to consider how poor they were in that game, especially. Like, yeah. um, well, I, I do like Antonio. Here's the thing: I do like him. I feel like, but I feel like he needs a partner. He's very raw. He sort of reminds me of Adama Traore before this season. You know, there's there's a good player in there, but I feel like he's got to be brought out of it. Um. And I feel like with a partner, you know, someone who could be, you know, a clinical finisher, I feel like that will, you know, bring out the best in him. He just needs a permanent position because they don't know where to put him, whether it's going to be right mid, striker, right back. Mm. Pick a a position so he knows what he's working on for the next Mm. games. Well, I feel like he's sort of been established a striker. Uh, I feel like Pellegrini Pellegrini didn't know his best position. Um, But I feel like Moyes... I, I can't remember Moyes playing in striker. Uh, Mikel. Jesus, I don't know he's 30. So he's a bit younger than that. Yeah, no, he's yeah, no. older than you think. See, 24 games, 10 goals. Uh, where's the stats where it says, like, oh, yeah, this man. Anyway, um, man, I, you know, they do have... What I was saying is, they do have the potential... West Ham to, you know, sort themselves out. But they've got to recruit well. They've got to build the team around the likes of Bowen, Antonio, Suchek, Rice. You know, you've got a good core there, but you need to build on that, you know. Um, and I feel, I feel like, you know, they've just got to recruit well, you know. I feel like the best players that they've got, they've recruited from, you know, apart from Suchek, I, I don't want to sound, you know, xenophobic here, but they are English, you know. I feel like West Ham... You know, when they try to go abroad, you know, they mustn't have a, a good scouting system abroad because, you know, they find players like Allaire, who, yes, he played well for Frankfurt, but, you know, he's just done nothing, you know. Um, so I feel like they've got to West Ham, they should be looking at championship players. I mean, we brought up Ollie Watkins, um, and they're the sort of players that they should be looking at because, obviously, the scouting system abroad isn't all that. Imagine Watkins, Bowen... And Ben Rama. Mm, yeah. Um, well, you'd think you'd have a front, a sort of front four as um, Bowen, Antonio, and Watkins with sort of four nows as a number 10, you'd think. So uh, a 4 4 3 3, but playing. Or, yeah. Or a 4 4 1 1. Uh, yeah. Well, well, it'd be more of like a 4 2 3 1 because you can't see, you know, whether it's. Antonio or Watkins out wide, yeah. You couldn't see either of them, you know. Well, I mean, Watkins does do a fair bit of defending, to be fair. Um, but it would probably be more of a 4 2 3 1 with a number 10. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, ever since they've brought in Moyes, they've done far better. I feel like he's definitely earned his chance next season at West Ham. Um, and, you know, it's all about the recruitment of West Ham, to be honest with you. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, yeah, we got all else you want to add, or we move on to Villa. Yeah, let's move on to Villa. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, they got lucky, 
Villa, they really got lucky because how many signings did they make, you know, that didn't work out, you know? Uh, how, how much money did they waste on shit players, you know? And they scraped to survival, you know? Um, and, and it was only because of Hawkeye not being on that they survived. I mean, let's be honest with you. Um, I mean, you know, who knows, you know, they might have gone on and drawn that game. You know, no one knows, no one will ever know. Um, but they've got extremely lucky, Villa. They've got away with one there. And they need to improve next season, otherwise I feel like they will go down. Yeah. Um, they, they signed that um, Samata in January. He was about as useless as um, Besley. Mm. He did become the first Tanzanian scorer in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, he started off well, to be fair, but he just sort of trailed off. Well, I saw they were linked with Ollie Watkins. Um, they're also they just need to stop the over-reliance on Greeley. Yeah, he's overrated. Uh, well, you know, you say that, but for Villa, it's the only reason that they didn't finish bottom. Like, yeah, I just... Uh, uh, they won um, Milot Rashica. They want to know. Raymond. Huh? They want to know. Milot Rosic Rashica. He plays for Werder Bremen, who just survived uh, their relegation. Mm-hmm. You don't know who he is? No, I've no idea. He's uh, I think he's from Kosovo. Right. Yeah. Right. Where's he play? Uh, he, he scored eleven goals, five assists in Bundesliga. What is he a forward? Yes. Yeah. Um, he could be good. Um. I mean, I guess he'd probably turn out better than Samata and Wesley, who they both got from the Belgian League, didn't they? I know Wesley came from Genk, but where did Samata come from the Belgian League at all? Yeah, he came from the same team. Yeah. So, you know, um, like the Bundesliga, you're always... Oh, dear, they want Jack Button. What? Why? 25 million. God awful. He is. You know, when you've got... You've got Tom Eaton... Who, before his injury, he was a good keeper, you know. Um, Reynolds loans run up. Reynolds loans run up, but Nyland is a good enough backup. Like, you know, and you know, if you're going to pay over twenty million for someone, you don't need it to be on a keeper. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're lacking goal. You know, I mean, you know, and yes, your defence is shit, but that's not your keeper's fault because your de- your defence was shit under Pepe Reina as well. You know. You know, I don't rate Tyrone Mick, to be honest with you. I don't think he should be anywhere near that England squad, never mind getting a cap. Um, but for Villa, he is by far their best defender. You know, in, for where Villa are, he's good enough. Um, but the players around him just aren't. They're, they're nowhere near up to his quality. So that's where Villa need to improve, as well as more goals. No way. Go on. Grealish is not worth eighty million. To Villa, he could be. No way. To Villa, he probably is, because without Grealish, they would have gotten relegated. And how much, um, you know, money does the Premier League earn compared to the Championship? Probably a, you know, eighty, ninety million more than they would have got had they gotten relegated. So to Villa, he probably is worth eighty. You know, obviously to Man United or. Chelsea or Spurs or whoever wants him. Obviously, he's not worth eighty million to them. United and Spurs want him. Yeah. May not want to sign Sancho 
and Grealish. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can't see that happening. They must have to. They have to sell Pogba. They have to sell Pogba. Yeah. And you'd think Bruno would probably be forced into a deeper role. Yeah, you'd want to build your team around him. Mm. Oh, and I've seen um, Man City want um, Douglas Luiz again, didn't they? Well, he, well, he was only on loan, wasn't he, at Villa? I thought they bought him for £9 million. Oh, they might have a buyback clause then, like they did with Angelino. Do you have to abide by that? Do what? Do what? Do you have to... If, if the club wants them, do you have to... Um, do you have to say, all right, off you go? Yeah, it's like a release clause. Oh, because that's what happened with Angelino, was they had a buyback clause. Yeah, they bought... Oh, wow. They bought him for 15.1 million. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a buyback clause put into his contract. Yeah, um, he does have a buyback clause. Um, let me just see here. Yeah, so if Man City wanted him this season, they'd have to pay 25 million for him. And if they wanted him the season afterwards, then they'd have to pay thirty million for him. Right. That's the clause. Not like that first refusal that Ake had with Chelsea. Well, it's not a first refusal. It's just you know, if you know, it's just it's more of a release clause than a first refusal, really. Very odd. Mm. I, yeah. I can't see him fitting in that sit that city system. Phil mm. Foden. I mean, he is a good player. Um, I mean, you'd think Sorry? Louise is a good player, yeah. I, I rate Louise. Um, but, you know, yeah, you'd think with Phil Foden coming through, unless they've got plans to shift off someone like Gundogan, because that's probably the person who I'd compare him to in that city. Oh, God, I don't rate... I don't know what Guardiola's obsession is with Hunderwan, but mm. he shit. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't... He's nowhere near as good as he was at Dortmund. Um... He just doesn't fit the city style, um, and I think that'd be the same with Douglas Louise. He's a very energetic midfielder. He provides a lot of energy into that midfield. Does that suit Man City? Not really, to be honest with you. Um, so you know, if I'm Man City, I'm not triggering that buyback clause. Um, but he's still a good player, Douglas Louise. Um, and if they do manage to get twenty-five million pounds, um, then that that is probably a, roughly about what he's worth. But they'd have to reinvest that because, you know, it would be a big loss. Mm. It says they want to um, sell Grealish and buy Emmy Buendia. Mm, yeah. Um, it, all, it all depends on what Norwich are wanting for all their players. I mean, you know, it's it looks like they're not financially in any trouble, you know, considering... You know, they're pricing Liverpool out of Jamal Lewis and they're asking for £50 million for Ben Godfrey, you know. Um, so, you know, you'd think they'd probably want... If they're wanting £50 million for Ben Godfrey, you'd think they'd want £50 million for Buendia, at least. Mm. Well, it says, it says he's rated at £20 million. What is that transfer mark? No, this is, a, this is something called Media Referee. All right. Uh, I don't know how to trust where that is. No, I mean, I'll just have a look, see if Norwich have put on a price um, on Buendia. Um, but I haven't seen anything. Um, I mean, he, he only cost um, £5 million. Um, Right, apparently they're wanting £20 million for Buendia. So, you know, 
yeah, you'd think any bottom half Premier League club that's a steal. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think when you get relegated, you should slash your price. Mm, yeah. Although, yeah, definitely. I don't um, know what the hell Watford's doing about Ismail Assar because they think he's worth forty million. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think they've seen that City have got Ake for forty million, so they're thinking, oh, well, relegated players must be worth forty million then. You know, I mean, personally, I wouldn't pay more than twenty million for a relegated player. Um, but yeah. Buendia has been good and he probably would be worth that 20 million. Um, especially over Saar, who would be, you know, 30 million. You know, I'd definitely rather go in for Buendia. Yeah. I mean, how much, how much did they want for Ben Godfrey? Wasn't it like 80 million? No, it was 50. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's clear that they're just seeing ridiculous prices that no one will pay so that they can keep hold of him. Um, you know. Well, and I mean, if they don't, if they don't, if they don't have to sell, then you know, if they if they don't have to sell, then if they're in a position where they're financially sound, then there's no reason for them to sell. But Norwich aren't financially sound, are they? Well, I mean, that collective thirty million between them. I think the club is richer than their owners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the difference. Like you know, obviously, you know, the owners aren't rich, but you don't know how stable they are. I mean, you look at clubs like Sunderland. And you know, teams that you know they got relegated, and then you know they just shot down the divisions, you know, because you know they were in trouble. Like Portsmouth as well as another one, Blackpool, Bolton, um, you know Blackburn, you know, all of them have gone into League One, um, and some of them have even gone into League Two, um, you know, because of how financially unstable they have been. You know, and I can't see I, I can't see Norwich being like that personally. I feel like they will be up, I feel like they'll be up and around promotion next season in the championship because I don't think that you know I don't think they are in any trouble financially. Otherwise they would be selling players at cut prices. This this market is I thought at the start I thought, Oh yeah, this is all cut price and then you see Ake going to city for forty million and like mm. no same old stupid market. Yeah. If all prices have been inflated because clubs need more money, basically. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, we were on about Villa there. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Villa or have we move on to relegated clubs? No, not really. They, they just need to invest more wisely. I know they're backed by a lot of money, but... Yeah, they need is... to be a lot wiser in the market. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, very quickly, we'll move on to the um, relegated Clubs, uh, we'll start off with Bournemouth, you know, they were just bad, you know, you know, they started playing, you know, um, you know, with five games left, but it was too little too late, you know, they've just paid the price for not being able to defend all season, like, yeah, that's basically what it comes down to, isn't it, um, you, at least they're making their money, you know, by selling all these players, and then, mm. I guess it's just going to be a rebuild project. Yeah, I mean, they'll have to be careful, Bournemouth, because um, if they're not careful, they could end up being, you know, like um, the Sunderlands that we mentioned. You know, they've already got rid of Fraser and Ake, um, and Wilson's not going back on loan, I don't believe. Um, so already that's three players that have gone. And, you, you know, there's clubs sniffing around Callum Wilson, Josh King... David Brooks, 
Jeff Lerner, Philip Billing, you know, there's Aaron Ramsdale, there's clubs sniffing around all those players. So, you know, they've got to be careful, otherwise, you know, they could end up shooting down the leagues because they're not a big club bottom. They've got a 10,000 seat ground, so they're probably going to have to rely on player sales um, and they'll have to recruit wisely if they are to compete for promotion again or just survive. Because, um, yeah, they've, they've just not been good this season, Bournemouth, like, at all. Um, yeah, they've just, just been poor. That's an understatement. Um, I thought Aaron Ramsdale was good, and then the post-quarantine, uh, I don't know, he just, he just went back to the, just your standard, bog-standard keeper that you would see in a League One club, basically. Well, I think you're being a bit harsh there. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say Ramsdale's any worse than John Pickford, for example. Um, he actually sort of reminds me of John Pickford, you know, um, in that Pickford went from the relegated Sunderland um, to Everton, um, you know, and Ramsdale, he is being linked with Sheffield United. Um, obviously, that is if they can't re-sign Dean Henderson. Um, so I feel like that would be a good move for Ramsdale. I think he's done enough this season to earn another Premier League chance. Um and yet, I just, you know, yeah, I just not. I, I, I think he's a decent little keeper. I mean, he's only young, isn't he? Ramsdale. Oh, uh, yeah, 22, I think. Yeah, which for a keeper, you know, you've got 15 years, you know, ahead of you. Um, and yet, I just, you know, Bournemouth, they've paid the price on, you know, tra- flying too close to the sun. You know, they've got players like Callum Wilson on 100 grand a week. Like, the. And they have to shift those players on, otherwise they'll be in serious trouble financially. Yeah. I, don't know, I think everything that's been, that can be said about Bournemouth has been said. I think you, 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 we're beating a dead horse. Mm, yeah. I mean, you know, it, you know, yeah. I mean, can you see them um, pushing for promotion next season, Harry? No. Yeah, same. I just, I think they're going to sell all their best players, recruit a young squad, and then just continue to build and build to the point where they're going to get promoted. And I reckon they're going to sell those young lads on for a bigger price and then become Premier League mainstay. Would you really say that? Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I can see them becoming more like an Uddersfield, to be honest with you. Um, I think they'll be fighting down there next season to be honest with you yeah um, it all depends on recruitment like yeah they haven't made any signings no. as it's yeah I agree with you yeah but the potential is there to become to do is what I said yeah yeah um, definitely got plenty of money to play around with now oh yeah 100% you know and you think the likes of King Wilson Brooks um, Lerma Lloyd Kelly Ramsdale they're gonna they're gonna you know generate 100, 150 million from those six or seven. So, you know, as well as the 40 million that they got from Ake. So, you know, they've definitely got the money. Just need to spend it well. Um, anyway, moving on to Watford. Um, you know, I just, again, you know, we're just going to be saying the same things, but, you know, it's manager. You know, going through three managers in a season, you're never going to stay up. Well, I don't get what the thinking is behind sacking the manager. I, just, I really don't 
Because those players don't know what kind of football they're meant to be playing. Because one manager's telling them this, they can't. They've got. They can't even adjust to it because they barely got any time with them. Then you move on to the next manager. He's wanting something else different. It's just like you're being pulled from all different kinds of directions. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I mean, they've they've played under five different managers, Watford. You know, including the caretaker. Um. And you know. That's never going to be viable. I mean, the, they've got the players there that they should have stayed up, 100%. Like, you know, okay, Ishmael, Saar, Pereira, Hughes, Decore, Foster, Dorsey, you know, even Danny Welbeck up front, you know, um, they, they should have stayed up with that side. Um, and it's just the fact that they're constantly chopping and changing. You know, that that's always going to disrupt team. Harmony. You know, it's, it's, it's never going to end out well, you know. And I mean, obviously, you know, you're a Chelsea fan. You know, you're used to that sort of thing. But there's a there's a line, and Watford definitely crossed it this season. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how many. Uh, I think the max amount of managers we've gone through in a season is probably two, mm. maybe three if you include caretakers. Well, I mean, Watford have had sixteen managers in eight years, so that's. Two a season for eight seasons. So you're getting so the the recruitment. How the hell did they get promoted? Um, luck, really. Yeah, luck over forty six games. We were through the playoffs, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, I actually, you're kind of right there, because Almunia saved that penalty, and then they went down the other end and scored. Mm. So. Well, that might actually no. I think Palace won that final. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. I think that was the season before they went up. Um, but yeah, I mean, just looking at you know a list of managers that we've gone through here, you know, you know in this in this decade, you know, they've had one manager last twelve months. One in this decade, in the twenty tens, one manager has lasted, you know, a whole twelve months. Who was that? That was uh, Malky Mackay, who was there from June two thousand and nine. To June 2011. Okay. Considering yeah. all the great managers they've had, like Graham Taylor, like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Just find someone and stick with them through thick and thin. Yeah. And the thing I'm is, saying I'm a Chelsea fan, but. The thing is, they've had some decent managers in that time. You know, Brendan Rodgers, Malky Mackay, Sean Dyche, you know, they're, they're good managers. And, you know, the... wasn't Zola there? He was shit. Yeah, Zola was Daish's replacement because it was new owners and they didn't want Daish. Oh, no, he's English. You know, we need some foreign flair. So they brought in Zola to replace Daish. That was a good decision. Oh, is that because Gino Pozzo took over? Yeah. And, okay, they might have connections then. Yeah, that was a good decision. Turned out well for him. Yeah, they're just the AEW. They just hired their friends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the who is it? That Udinese manager, he's the favourite, isn't he? Yep. You know, and the owners they all know Udinese, don't they? So yeah, and half the squads loaned out at Udinese, aren't they? Like, or just... yeah, or used to pay for Watford and some yeah, like just... yeah, yeah. I mean, because if it doesn't work out at Watford, uh don't matter. We'll just move them over to uh, Udinese. Or yeah, the less profitable club. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, for next season for Watford. Hey, you um, say that Alexis Sanchez paid for Udinese. Oh well, yeah, 
when he was good. Um, next season for Watford, um, I think it's they're more likely to be pushing for promotion than Bournemouth are, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I don't know why, but I just have that feeling. Um, but like Bournemouth, they have to be careful because if they lose too many players and don't bring an adequate replacement, then, yeah, they're, they're, they're buggered, basically. Um, that accent is funny. Buggered. Well, your accent's funny. I'll give you all right, Gavner. I'm off there to, to get some jelly deals. No, if you just send buggered, buggered. Anyway. It's funny when I go down south because I can intimidate. Um, you wouldn't intimidate people. Yeah, you'd be surprised, you know. Really? They don't know how to cope with my brogue accent. My brogue accent. I'm not Scottish. What the fuck was that? Don't know. Jesus Christ, what was that impression? That was absolutely shite, Harry. Honestly. Well, fucking get better in your Yorkshire accent. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Listen to some Sean Bean. Fucking hell. Because he's from Yorkshire. I don't know how from Sheffield, and he made he made Neil Warnock's family cry when he was shouting. <laughs> how? Because because he's a Sheffield United fan, um, and when Warnock was Sheffield manager, I think he was just screaming at him, and he made his kids cry. Look it up. <laughs> Did he die? Because he dies in every film. Yeah, he took an arrow from Neil Warnock. Mm, he used to be like you until I took an arrow to the knee. Yeah, that's a Skyrim. Reference. Oh no, he made his wife cry. Sorry, he didn't make his kids cry, he made his wife cry. Oh no, his wife and son. Never mind. He oh made my. his wife and son cry. My skeezer. Yeah. Bizarre. Oh Bizarre. yeah, it is the exact quote from Sean Bean. Um, you know, uh, in Neil Warnock's book, he wrote, um, he was obviously the worst for wear. He wanted to know where I was. Sharon told him I was doing a press conference and I'd be back soon. So Sean Bean started swearing at her and my five-year-old son. It's your fucking husband that got us relegated, he said, pointing at her. He's a fucking wanker. Mm. What a guy. What a guy. Um, have you got all else on Watford, then? We've gone a bit off topic. Um, you got all yeah. else on Watford? They sell his mess off for that 40 million, I think, they set. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like Sarr. He's a good player. Um, he's definitely Premier League quality, and I, I, I would be surprised if he didn't get picked up. But you know, he's definitely not going to go forty million because you know, I mean, I know Liverpool have been linked, with, uh, but I can't even see Liverpool paying forty million for him because they're not daft. They know not to get the pants pulled down. I mean, you know, when Norwich said we want, when Norwich said we want twenty million for Jamal Lewis, they went, all right, well, we'll just go abroad because they're cheaper. Yeah, and they didn't want to pay eighteen million for Regulon, who just won. Best fullback in La Liga. I think they are daft. Well, you know, they don't need a starting fullback, really. Got no, that's true. They just need backup. And Reguillon, you know, coming from Real Madrid would be on high wages. Whereas, what's his name? Simakas. Yeah, Simakas from Olympiacos. He'd probably be on a quarter or a fifth of the wages that Reguillon would be on. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'd like to think I'm a bit of a connoisseur in European football. I've never heard of this man. Mm. Well, I remember when we played Olympiacos, um, him and Poor Dense absolutely tore us apart on the left-hand side. Um, so, yeah, he, he is a good player. Um, yeah. Is it Podence or Podence? I say Podence. Oh, I like to have a little bit of a flair. Yeah, because you're a wanker. 
Um, oh. Yeah, it's your fucking fault we've got relegated, Harry. It's your fucking fault. You're a fucking wanker. Um, yes. But, yeah, um, we want a Norwich, might as well. Yeah, uh, let's move on to the good, yeah. the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, I mean, they didn't win in the league since February. No, we got to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that's the good. Yeah, we'll get into the bad and the ugly later. Um, the good... That would be Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. Team of Buki was astounding. Uh, January. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, uh, yeah, they had some standouts. Buendia like... was good. Yeah, Buendia, Jamal Lewis. I, I couldn't pick. Godfrey out from that team. Like, oh. uh, who else was? Uh, Max Aaron's was decent, I guess. Mm, yeah. Cantwell was all right. Oh yeah, I like Cantwell. Who's uh, left mid? They usually play Cantwell and Buendia out wide, didn't they? Oh, I thought it was that centre mid. Um. Um. But yeah, they're just, they're just, they're just bad. They're just bad. Like, I don't, I don't want to say. Like, they weren't ready. No. No. Well, I mean, the owners had a plan um, for the next three or four years um, of building up a squad and a team that would be able to withstand the Premier League. Um, and that plan did not include getting promoted way earlier Tim than expected. Cruel. You what? Tim Krull was good. Mm, yeah, I like Tim Krull. I feel like he's definitely Premier League quality goalkeeper. Um and yeah, I feel like out of all the three relegated clubs, I feel like for some reason, I feel like Norwich have the best chance of, you know, going straight back up. I feel like they'll they'll probably keep a hold of the core players. I mean, obviously, you'd think Buendia would go, um, and you'd think probably Lewis would go as well, maybe Cantwell. But I feel like the majority of their players they'll keep hold of. Um, and yet, I feel like, because Norwich were dominant in the Championship last season, let's not forget. Um, they just couldn't change their style to the Premier League. Um, but in the Championship, I feel like they'll definitely be there and thereabouts. Sort of similar to like West Brom's first season when they got relegated, when they finished fourth. Repeat that. Kind of cut off. Oh, well, I'm just saying um, they'll probably keep the core players um, mm-hmm. of you know the majority of the squad. Um, and because they were dominant in the Championship last season... Um, they'll probably be there and thereabouts in terms of promotion. They'll probably finish similar to what West Brom did in their first season when they went down. They'll probably finish about fourth. I don't think players like Cruel, well, maybe Cruel, um, the likes of Jamal Lewis, Buendia, Ed Cantwell are going to stick around. And they were more, weren't, weren't they uh, prevalent last season? Um, sure they were. I, I, I remember Lewis was talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Pookie was their top scorer. Um, I don't think Buendia was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, 2018. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't remember anyone talking about him then, at least. 38 games, 8 goals. Yeah. Well, it was all right, then. Um, Can't, well... How many, how many, how many games? Uh, yeah, he played 24 games in the Championship. Yeah. So they were kind of there. But Premier League, obviously, he's going to put more eyes on them, so... Yeah. I think they've signed Kieran Dow, haven't they, from Everton? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah. He was a player I rated at Sheffield United, and mm. he was pretty decent at um, 
Wigan as well on his loan spell. Yeah. So that's a pretty good player to get. But they, they, the issue is they do seem to be light in numbers. So they're mm. going to have a few sign-ins yeah. out the they're going to get. <clears throat> mm. Who do you think won player of the season for um, Norwich? For Norwich, I'd say it was Buendia, personally. The fans voted for Tim Krull. All right. Well, he has been good, Tim Krull, for him, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering Fairman was absolute shite. So. And he's always been a good keeper, as Tim Krull. Yeah. You know, even going back to his Newcastle days, he was good. God, Chris Sam was shit. For um, sorry to say that. Um, just looking at the players that they had win the award, Robert Snodgrass, Basson, Holt. They had Timo Puki win it last year. James Madison, who's doing way better now. Do you think um, Daniel Farco will stick around, or do you think he'll do a shocking move like um, Eddie Howe? No, I think Farco will stick around. Um, the owners clearly like him. They're big fans of him. Um, and they've come out and said they want him to stick around. Um, and I feel like that's a good thing. Um, I feel like... It, it was just a case of they weren't ready for the Premier League Norwich. They weren't... It wasn't like Bournemouth or Watford where they had the players to stay up. You know, I, I don't think that squad was ever going to stay up, Norwich. No, no matter what Farker did, I, I don't think he could have kept them up. Um, you know, you could have argued he could have done, you know, a little bit better. Um, but I don't think Norwich could get anyone better than Farker, to be honest with you. Um, and I feel like having that stability... Um, you know, Farker brought them up, let's not forget and I feel like having that stability, um, keeping the same manager, um, it'll only help them in the long run. Because, um, you know, you can build more of a team than what Farker wants. Because um, if you're constantly changing manager, you know, then you you keep having players that the manager didn't sign, you know, so they can't stamp their own authority onto that team. Farker has done that. Far- Farker... There's definitely Farker's style in Norwich. It's just they hadn't had a chance to implement it much this season because they didn't have the quality there. No. Do you know who I just found out as a fan of Norwich? Stephen Fry. Really? All right. Yeah. Um. But I think also because he knows the club, he knows mm. the owner. Uh. He knows. I'm. I'm assuming he'd have close ties with the academy, with the likes of um, Lewis and Cantwell mm. through it, and um. Represent. And who was that young striker as well? Adam Eder. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's Irish. Mm. I like to see good Irish players come through. Yeah. Well, you're part Irish, aren't you? Yeah. You part Scottish or Irish or Welsh? No, I'm 100% fuck off English. That's me. Um, at least I think. I, I know going back three generations, I am. I'll have to check if they're all else. Um, but I don't... You know, it'd be distant if there was. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like for Norwich, it's just keeping, you know, don't change too much. You know, you don't need to do anything drastic. It wasn't that the team performed badly. The team probably performed as best as they could. Farker probably performed as best as they could. They just didn't have the quality there. Um, and it's all about building for Norwich. It's going to be a struggle because there are going to be players that are aware uh, that are on Premier League radars now, such as Lewis, such as um, Buendia, Cantwell, um, Aaron's, Godfrey. They're all going to be on Premier League radars. Uh, but if they can keep hold of half of them, um, develop the young lads that they have, 
bring in some more quality, then, you know, within the next few years, they could become an established Premier League club. It's like what we did, you know. We first got promoted in 2014, well, not first promoted, but when we got promoted in 2014, we weren't ready for the Premier League. We didn't have the squad for the Premier League. Um, and we went straight back down. And, you know, we had to sell the likes of Danny Ings and Kieran Trippier because, you know, clubs were made aware of them because of us in the Premier League. But we kept hold of Sean Dyche, kept hold of, you know, a good core of players, brought in some decent quality replacements, um, and we went straight back up. We won the league because we kept the same formula. You know, we had a couple of different players, but we kept the same thing. Um, and I feel like that's what Norwich need to do is just don't do anything drastic, don't change too much. Mm. And I think they have the financial back into... They're going to have to rely on selling players to finance um, them becoming uh, Premier League regulars again. Mm. Well, I mean, they do have parachute payments for the next three years should they not get promoted um, which you know will only be a help um, payments from what? well when you get relegated you get parachute payments why? Um, well I think it's to stop um, clubs that have you know that go down I think it's to stop them like going out of business and stuff because they're playing they're paying players Premier League wages when they're in the championship um, I mean personally I just I feel like you know if you're stupid enough to pay you know, plays six figures a week and you get relegated, then that's your fault. You've got to deal with that. Um, but that's what the EFL um, came up with. So, yeah. I think it's something like uh, 80 million over three seasons that get given if they don't get promoted. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they introduced uh, it in like 2014 or something like that. It's pretty it's fairly recent. Um, introduction. Well, that's around the same time that Sunderland would have dropped down to League One. Mm. And then they got new owners. The Eastley owner. Yeah. So, nah, nah, he, he didn't tell us anyone bad. So. Oh, no, it was well before then. Um, it was uh, 2011 it was introduced, actually. So, so QPR would have got it. Some. Yeah. Yeah, because they would, they would have been paying Premier League wages. Hmm. Big wages. Because they were smashing out on, like, uh, Gary Medell. Who else did they have? Rio Ferdinand. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, you forgot yeah, about yeah. that, so I brought it up, didn't you? Um, oh, Jesus. The top scorer was Heldar Helgerson. They had DJ Campbell, Joey Barton. Oh, that's, they're Sh- blasts from the past, their names. Bobby Zamora, Jibril Cissé. Nido Onoala, Anton Ferdinand, Sean Wright Phillips, Jesus. Jesus, that's such an old team. I mean, out of all those players you said, only that I can think of, only Joey Barton went on to improve himself after that. Yeah, they've got um, Danny Shittu, Paddy Kenny, Clint Hill. He played until he was like 40 or something. Oh yeah, Sean Derry, Adel Tarat. Adil Tarat! Oh, forgot, completely forgot about Adil Tarat. Jesus Christ, he was sick in that one season. <laughs> yeah. I remember him and Michu were the ultimate one-season wonders. Yep, Christ. Oh, yeah, they had Rob Green. Oh, yeah. Tao, ba- Tao Benheim. Jesus, they had such an old squad when you look back at it. 
And G-Song. they had Harry Redknapp as manager. It's so old. <laughs> yeah, G-Song Park, Jermaine Genus, Andros Townsend. Jermaine Genus, fucking hell. Like, I forget the... about all these, don't you? Yeah, they had Loic Remy. Oh, yeah, Remy was sick. I remember that. Because yeah. when he played up at um, Newcastle, because when... He came in when Bar left, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, Remy and CC. Yeah. Jamie Mackey, Junior Hoylet. The top scorer was Remy, who had six goals in all competitions. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's poor. Then he had uh, Charlie Austin. Oh, boo! Boo! Andrew Johnson, Will Keane, Christ. Kevin Doyle, Yossi Benayoum, uh, Nico Kranzkar, Ravel Morrison. Ravel Morrison, fucking hell. He's at Chef U, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. Oh, God, they have Richard Dunn. Richard Dorn, fucking hell. Benoit Asuakoto, Danny Simpson, Armand Traore. These names. I'm pretty sure this guy would play for Burnley, uh, Gary O'Neill. Did he play for Burnley? No, he played for Bristol City, damn. Anyway, are we still recording? Jeez, names. Oh, fuck it my microphone just died. Um, right, yeah, we are still recording. Um, Your what just died? My mic had just died, so I just had to go plug it in. Oh. Uh, well, but, yeah, we are still recording. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, we touch on very quickly, because we're at two hours in. I've got to touch on the um, promoted clubs. I mean, how much championship have you watched this season, Harry? Have you watched much? Not a lot. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for once, I'll know more about a topic than you will. Um, but, yeah, um, I mean, we'll, we'll go to Leeds first. Um, obviously, winning the championship in style. Um, what are your thoughts on Leeds, Harry? Um, what, what do you think they'll do? Is not Premier League quality. Who, who's not Premier League quality? Patrick Bamford. Oh, is he fuck? Is he fuck? He is awful, Patrick Bamford. Like, he gets away with it in the Championship because, like, he'll get five or six chances and he'll score one. So he gets away with it. But he won't get five or six chances in the Premier League, I'll tell you that. Honestly, he is fucking god-awful. He cries in his car. He's just... They need a forward. They absolutely need a forward. Like, they had... It just baffles me that Bielsa sticks with him. They had Eddie Nketiah, and he played Bamford ahead of him. They had Jean-Kevin Augustin, and he played Bamford ahead of him. Like, he's a Champions League striker with RB Leipzig. Like, it's just daft, honestly. Um, like, I mean, I like some of the signings they've brought in. You know, Meslier is a promising young goalkeeper. Helder Costa is a good winger. Uh, Jack Harrison, you know... He'll be a good squad player for him. He's been up there like three seasons in a row now, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, I think it's just a case of Leeds can't afford his wages because he's on like 80k or something. Leeds can't afford his wages? Well, yeah, because he's from Man City and he's on like 80k or something. No, he's not. Yeah, he's on somewhat stupid like that. Um, and Joe Geldhart as well, a good like, young player from Wigan. Fuck off, does he earn 51 grand a week? Yeah, I know it was somewhat stupid like that, yeah. Came from, like, the US. I think it was, like, New York City FC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, so, you know, I'd like some of the signings of Medley, but they need more. 
They definitely need more. They need to bring in a forward to replace Bamford. Um, and Ben White is crucial for him. He was probably their best player this season. Um, and he is definitely, you know, a big part of that lead side. Um, you know, I, I, they definitely need him. And I feel like another keeper as well. Because um, Meslier was back up mainly for Casilla. And Casilla is pretty bad. Wait, <laughs> so they... but hang on. Harrison, they can't afford Harrison, but they got Casilla on 40 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I think they thought Casilla was going to be this, like, world-beating keeper. He's just not. He's not, he's not better than Peacock Farrell, to be honest, which is my opinion. You know, everyone had a go at Peacock. They all had a go at Peacock Farrell for making some outlaws, and he did, to be fair. But, you know, um, Casilla's made, you know, just as many, you know. Like... It's it's not a case of the keepers, it's just the defence in front of him. But Casilla's got a better defence in front of him. So, the two keepers they got are Casilla and Meslier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Meslier's decent from what I've seen. Um, he is back up, and he is young, so he will grow into a good player. Um, but, you know, if you, you're keeping Casilla as your number one in the Premier League, you know, that, that's not a good sign. What? Oh, he was, on lo- he was on loan at Leeds. I didn't know that. Who? Meslier. Yeah, Meslier. He was on loan last season. Um, like I say, what I've seen of him, he's been decent, but he's mainly been back up. Oh, yeah, he made a good... He was um good against Arsenal in the FA Cup. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't they sign some, like, striker for, like, 800,000 from, like, Wigan or something? Leeds? Yes. Uh, well, they brought in um, Joe Geldhart. That's the... Uh, yeah. A youngster from Wigan, yeah, um, but I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be um, a starting striker. So you know, why he's, sign him? Then? He's what he's one for the future. Um, I mean, Wigan are selling players on the cheap because they're going into administration. Um, and he is good. He is a good player, Geldhart. He's just not Premier League quality yet because he's he's young. He's only young. He's got the chance to develop into that. Um, and they will probably sell him for a profit. I'm just looking at this team. I just don't think it's... I think they're going to finish bottom. Wow. Bold yeah. there. It, it all depends. Um, you know, Bielsa is a really good manager. I mean, he's never won anything in his career, apart from the championship. Um, but he's a good manager. Um, he's a really good manager. He's won one thing in his career. You what? He's a really good manager, but he's only ever won one thing in his career. That, that's two contradictory statements. There. No, I mean, he's a good manager, but he's only ever won one thing in his career. Um, you know, he's not a world beater like Leeds fans make him out to be, um, but he's a good manager. Um, and it all depends whether... Well, well, like, he lasted two days at Lazio. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was obviously somewhat going on there. Um but, yeah, it all depends whether he can adapt to his tactics. I mean, we've seen Sheffield United. The main reason they were successful this season, I'd argue, is because they changed tactics. They changed from the attacking 3-4-1-2 with the overlapping centre-halves um, to a more conservative 3-5-2 with a flat five. Um, and the centre-halves, they still got forward, but not as you know viciously as they did in the Championship. And that's probably the reason why Norwich weren't as successful either, was because they stuck with the philosophy you know, rightly or wrongly, and they got relegated. Um, so it all depends on whether they can adapt to the Premier League because they're not going to get the same amount of chances 
that that's the thing. Leeds will have fifteen or twenty shots in the championship well, every game, and they'll score two or three. So they've got to be more clinical coming up to the Premier League next season because um, teams are going to punish them. If you all Jack Harrison wage thing is to be believed, then the uh, moves for Cavani and Ibrahimovic are to be BS then. Well, you know, did you really need, you know, Jack Harrison to confirm that? Did you really think that Leeds United were going to sign Edison Cavani? <laughs> We've seen stranger things. Yeah, but... Ten minutes ago, last time. Uh, even though it was... Uh, not illegal. That was dodgy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we move on to um, West Brom now. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I don't know about West Brom. You know, they, I, I, I can't see them staying up. To be honest. Um, they have been really wasteful this season. Um, you know, they should, by all accounts, have walked the league, especially considering that Leeds lost nine matches and drew nine matches. They should have walked the league, West Brom. You know, 17 draws is not good enough. Like, they, they only just crawled over the line. Um, and had they gone into the playoffs, I don't think they would have got promoted. Um, you know, they have a good side, the West Brom, you know. Um, the star of that obviously being Pereira you know, on the wing. Um, but, you know, I just don't... I can't see them staying up unless they spend stupid money. But if they spend stupid money, then you're just going to see them do in a Fulham, I'd say. You know, I can't, I can't see West Brom staying up. To be honest with you, I, I'll, I could be surprised, but I can't see them staying up. Have they made any signings? Um, not that I'm aware of. No. Yeah, I agree with you. As it stands, if you're drawing down in the championship. Then you're going to struggle in the Premier League. 17 draws, that's over a third of your games. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're just conceding too many goals. You know, they conceded um, four... I think they conceded one a game, West, West Brom. Um, which, you know, in the Championship, like, how are you going to cope in the Premier League? Like, that, you know, they'll definitely have to invest in an almost completely brand new backline. Um, I know they've been linked with Shane Duffy from Brighton, and I think that would be a good addition. Um, but I can't see, you know, players like that being enough for West Brom to stay up, to be honest with you. The, and they don't have, you know, I mean, we'll get them to Fulham, but they don't have a striker who will get double figures. So they're going to have to rely on a solid back line, and they don't have that. Well, they've lost Nathan Bergson on three. Mm. Oh, what's that lanky midfielder they have? That I like. Jake Livermore? No, no. It's like a young lad. Are you, am I, are you on about Pereira? No. Centre midfielder. What's his name? Oh, no. That's it, Rakeem Harper. Ah, right. Yeah, he's only young, isn't he? Rakeem. Well, aren't they owned by a Chinese consortium? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so you should be going after players bigger than Shane Duffy. Hmm. Although, I believe the is the TV money gone up? I believe that's has it gone up. Uh I know. I know the Premier League winnings have gone down. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I know there's been some sort of dispute with Chinese um, television rights because obviously the Premier League's come out and supported Hong Kong. Um, 
so I'm, I know China's not happy about that, so they're sort of like refusing to pay and stuff. It's a messy, messy situation. Um, yes. Why would you support a country that's going through human rights laws? What the hell? Yeah. Shame on you. Aye. Um, but yeah, I, I think the money's still going up in spite of that. Is it, there's, I've read there's an issue in Saudi Arabia that, where they want to buy because they have a lot of um, issues with the um, a lot of people don't know what the term is but where they sort of I don't know what the term, uh, where they kind of like go on an illegal site and stream it alright oh, yeah 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 pirating it yeah 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 they have a big issue with that over there so they want the, there's a channel like a big channel over there that wants to buy the Premier League so they can make money alright I'm just looking at that I'm surprised West Brom's squad is just small. It's got a lot of older players and a lot of Premier League rejects. Mm. The likes of um, Kieran Gibbs, Carl Bartley, Jake Livermore, um, Cameron Krasicki, however you pronounce it. Mm. I'm pretty sure Sam Johnson used to be at Man United. Yeah, I believe so. Um, is he the one? I think so, yeah. Yeah. From what I've seen, he's all Gray was shit at Cardiff, and I think it was... Who's that? Who's that? Kenneth Sahori. All right, yeah. He's crap. They have Hal Robson Carnu, who's passed it, although he was good at the Euros in 2016. Yeah, four years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just looking at a squad, and it's just... Remain Sawyers is okay. Ollie Burke, they got him from... Rebel Leipzig and some balance sport Leipzig. But they only have 22 players. Yeah. And you're meant to register 23. Yeah. I mean, they're only one or two injuries away. For... If Pereira gets injured, then the knackers, really. Like... Oh, my God. They have the legend himself as their first team coach in Julian Dix, uh... a.k.a. the Terminator. I mean, they do have a good coaching staff. I mean, I'm a big fan of Slavin Billy. Like, I think West Ham, you know, fucked him over, like, wrongly. Like, I'm a fan of Slavon Bilic. I think he's a good manager. Um, I feel like he's definitely Premier League worthy. I mean, especially considering some of the coaches that have managed in the Premier League this season. He's definitely Premier League worthy. Um, but I don't think he'll be enough to keep him up, personally. Uh, he's, a be- he's a better player than he's a manager. Bilic? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He, he, did well. he did well at West Ham. Um... He's done well at West Brom. Games, 42 wins, 30 draws, 39 losses. Win yeah, percentage but... of 37.84%. Yeah, but he got onto like... I swear he got onto Europe, didn't he? West Ham. Really? Yeah, I remember him in... I remember... I think they got knocked out in qualifiers. I don't think they got to the group stage, but... He got onto Europe, definitely. Holy crap. Yeah, he finished seventh. Yeah. Their top scorers were Andy Carroll and Dimitri Payet. I mean, Payet for that one season. Oh, yeah. wow, honestly. Oh, yeah, they had um, Diafra Sacco and Anna Valencia as well. Yeah. They had Victor Moses, Obiang, Alex Song, Cheku Kiate, Darren Randolph. Mm. And he's back there now. Oh, yeah, and they got rid of him to work for Middlesbrough and then signed him. Anyway, um, I've waited, just gone to Fulham now. Uh, last thing we'll be going through. Um, I hope they go down. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, neutral stand. They use clappers. 
and they spend far too much money. They're our rivals. That's why. And I'm... they're a southern club. Yeah, yeah, but I don't care about that, do I? I'm only saying why I want them. What you don't like southern clubs? No, well, I'd rather northern clubs than southern clubs. Shut up. Well, that's closer away day, isn't it? For me. But you can't go to the games. <laughs> well, at the moment, we can't. But <laughs> by end of the season, we'll be allowed back in. Well, they, I think uh, I think it's October 1st. Yeah. Well, they're on about gradually Absolutely. increasing crowds, so they'll have it like 30% capacity, then 50% capacity, yeah, then away fans, then 70% capacity and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, that's how you start a second wave, no. Well, that's all I'm saying. That's what they're on about doing. I'm not saying whether it's the right thing. I'm no, look, I'm not going to get political or anything, but our government is useless. Well, yeah, they are. Um, I, I feel bad for, you know, well, I feel bad for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, not to get too political. Um, but in terms of Fulham, um, yeah, I mean, they they do look a good side. Um, they look a better side than West Brom, I'll be honest with you, on paper. Um, and they've got a lot of goals in that team, you know. Um, but they just need a more solid defence. They, they fluked it in this playoff final. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Brentford just didn't turn up, um, and yeah, like I, I feel like they'll definitely be relying on Mitrovic. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Mitrovic. I feel like he's a brilliant. You like Fulham players? No, he's he's a really good forward. Is Mitrovic? You know, like he is definitely Premier League quality, better than Fulham for yeah. sure. Like he could get into. The majority of bottom half are the very league. Um, and yeah, I, you know, they'll definitely be relying on him. Well, whoever would have won that pair of final would have been um, a South West London rival anyway. Right. Do you reckon they'll uh, make any big signings? Um, to be honest with you, I think they'll do a Fulham. I think they'll spend about 100 million and go back now. Do you reckon that Fulham will do a Fulham? I, I reckon they'll do a Fulham. They'll spend. A lot of money on players that don't work out and they'll go down. And then loan them out or get rid of them on a free. Yeah, because they're on too high wage. But do you reckon they'll stick with Scott Parker throughout or do you think? Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I would, personally. I think it's a, um, I mean, they definitely looked the best under Scott Parker in the Premier League. Um, Andy got them promoted. So I would definitely. But I'm not sure whether the owners would if they're bottom of the league in March. I remember they were top of the table on open day because they beat uh, QPR 5-0. Mm. And then Fulham fans were treating that like, oh, yeah, we're going to win the title. Yeah. I mean, with the squad they have, they really should. They'd really underachieve. What? Or at least got automatic. Oh, uh, no, I was talking about when they were in the Premier League. They beat QPR. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Do you not remember that? Oh, that was oh, that was ages ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, 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 bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they thought they were going to get get Europe. And... Um. Um. But yeah, um... clubs want this sort of quality, like position we're in worldwide. You what? Do you think clubs will want to sell for a cut price in this sort of um pandemic? Um. Well, it all depends on the situation of each club. Do you know what I mean? Like. Some clubs are a lot more financially stable than others, you know. Um, I feel like clubs like Bournemouth, you know, I mean, Ake notwithstanding, I feel like clubs like Bournemouth will be forced to sell for cheaper than they'd like. 
Um, whereas, you know, clubs like Norwich are obviously, you know, they're not in any danger. So they can afford to sell for more expensive, you know, than the players are probably worth. Um, so, yeah, it all, depend- it all depends on the situation of the club, um, you know. I, I, think- I don't know how the hell Arsenal broke, but do you think they'll sell for cheaper? Well, I, I think Arsenal's completely fucked. I mean, when you're signing Willian on £150,000 a week... No, I read it was two twenty. That's That's added on all of like the signing bonuses and stuff like that. Oh, OK. Um, but you're signing Willian on £150,000 a week, you know, when all your players have taken a 12.5% wage cut and you've just laid off 50 staff. Like, that is scum. Oh, that is scum, you know. The players took a wage cut with the promise that no one would get laid off, and they've just laid off 50 staff. Like, that is scum. Scummy. The owner is a fucking... Oh, he's Jeff Bezos. Yeah. He don't care. Arsenal is just a way for him to funnel money into the NHL or the NFL or the NBA, you know. You don't care about football. He never goes to games. No. Arsenal will be his most profitable team and he'll just use Arsenal to fund his other club. And the issue is nothing, no one could do anything about it. Exactly. Because he do not have to sell. Why would he? Exactly. I, I don't think a few signs are going to do anything. Yeah. And it's not like fans can boycott at the moment. Yeah. And it's like those WWE fans. Like They all chat shit, but you know they still buy the shirts. They still... Watch the pay-per-views. They still sign up to the network. I mean, it's just you know, yeah. I mean, but they they can't do all, and the fans can't do all. They can't force him out. You know, I mean, like, it, you know, it's a, it's it's a it's a poor situation um, for Arsenal, but they are, they do seem on the way up anyway um, with Arteta. So yeah, I mean, I won't feel too sorry for them. I just feel sorry for the staff. Um, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a bit of a shit note to end on. Um, yeah. Arsenal. Depressing. Just bring that up. Um, but no, yeah. You got I mean, that's basically it. Um, go on. I'll just ask you quickly before we end. Um, completely way too early. Who are your three people to go down? Fulham, Leeds, Villa. Right. Uh, a minor Fulham, Villa, West Brom. Who's winning the title? Mm, at this stage, I'm going to go Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I can't look past Liverpool either. And who's the rest of your top four? Chelsea, City, United. In that order? No. Uh, I think it'll be Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea. Well, pretty much similar to this season. Yeah. I think the the only difference will be the gap will be closed a little bit more to Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd go Liverpool... United, Chelsea, City. Um, but, um, right, well, that's it. Have uh, you got anything to plug, Harry? Uh, plug my Twitter, at HazardChelseaFC. Yep, and you can follow me on Twitter, at IWGPCrispyFC, and you can follow the podcast, at AntiFootballPod. Right, well, that's it from us, and, yeah, we'll see you. I hate, I fucking hate outros, and we'll see you, you know, whenever. 